Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe movie, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash of Watch My Minute. I'm Tierney Steele of MASH Minute. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. Hey, Travis and Tierney. (laughs) How's it going? You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Glad you're both here. So this is uh, Minute 11 here today on Wednesday, and it starts with weird interactions between them on their front lawn and ends with William flipping through his new hand-me-down collection of albums, which is what I was referring to yesterday a little bit, uh, (laughs) but uh, also being kind of obscure about (laughs) with the what was going to be under the bed. It's not like this is the most famous scene in the movie or anything. (laughs) I I think it is for... Album collectors, <laughs> music, music, <laughs> people that are really into music. It's a really good fact. But we and, should we should yeah. start out in the yard. Yeah, let's get back to the yard a little bit. Anita needs her due, her big send off. <laughs> well, and the and the, and the boyfriend Daryl, he's uh, he does a little uh, army salute type thing. With uh, Elaine giving her her instruction, right? Mm. Yeah, just being a total jackass. Yeah, I sh- yeah. But her little jump doesn't that make it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like going back. I'm like, wait, where's the first? Uh, where does this minute start? I like can't help getting excited. <laughs> Well, then one thing we find out here is that, you know, Elaine is saying to Anita, you're 18. Yeah. So shouldn't that have been a good place for the Alice Cooper song? (laughs) But I think it would have been a little bit later than this. Yeah. Than uh, 69. Excuse me, we're having a beautiful moment with Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) I thought it was interesting. Like, I had to look up Cameron Crowe just to see what else he had done and i i think when i think of cameron crow i my i think jerry jerry Maguire is the first one that i go to just yeah, that's, that's that's the one that i associate mm-hmm. him with you know the most um 
but I, then I went through his, uh, you know, filmography and I, I forgot that he did Elizabeth town mm-hmm. and also vanilla sky. I was, I was surprised to, to see that cause I really liked vanilla sky and I, I didn't remember that he directed that, but yeah, I don't think uh, when I saw it, I was aware of him. Yeah. Because I was done it. like here on the lawn, I was just kind of like struck by like I don't know if there's a visual style, you know, a, a Cameron Crowe visual style, but mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like, does this remind me of anything? Does it does it you know feel like any other movies? Um, so that's why I then went to his list of movies. I was like, I don't know that. I mean, maybe you know, maybe there are things that he does here that he'll go on to do in other movies. You know, I'm. I, I think a lot of directors have like a signature sort of thing. I don't know what that is for Cameron Crowe. So, you know, again, the not... music. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, sure. right. the music is is the more thing. It's yeah. yeah there, there's there's not a big visual. I don't think component. Yeah, yeah that that spans oh. his movies. Although speaking of visuals, I'm frozen on second fourteen right after. Well, Anita's getting into the car after her little jump. And I'm pretty sure I've seen this exact outfit that's on, like, like this could be Jerry Porter or Tom Taylor out on this lawn. It's the <laughs> oh, same yeah. as all their photos on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're having the tube socks. Yeah, and that, that's that's definitely, I mean, just, you know, what, I mean, 15 years later for me when I was a kid, I mean, that's, I mean, it, it didn't, didn't progress much. <laughs> so, yeah. Very much the same. So Look. cute. I like that uh, that Anita reaches to shake her mom's hand before, like <laughs> the the I guess awkward kind of hug that that they have. You know, it, it feels like, especially with with the line that uh, Elaine says about being eighteen. It is it you know? Well, I, I guess I'm a, an adult now, so I'll shake your hand because <laughs> that's what adults do. You know. She definitely seems surprised by the hug, and it's uh, one last middle finger that isn't a middle finger because she hugged yeah. William so sincerely, and then it's like, "And you, you get a handshake." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I guess I'd have to look what the rules were, what traditionally happened, because I feel like this feeling for me kind of happened when I when I got my license. Once I had my license like proper license didn't need anyone else in the car and a car of my own that I could drive. I feel like that was the, my mom kind of had that. Well, I can't stop you moment. (laughs) And so I wonder if it became so much bigger. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Just this amazing sense of freedom. And so I very much enjoy her literally jumping over the plants. (laughs) to get in the car what kind of car is that it's a camaro i i, I kind of got answered uh last minute um because i was wondering how old william was and then i i read that you know that the movie itself takes place in 73 and obviously this is a flashback but i would have pegged uh william here like i don't know eight eight or maybe I, I figured eight years old. So I was trying to think, well, if the car's a 69, you know, I, it was trying to figure out this math of like how old, you know, how many years has it been? Like, you know, what time is this? But <laughs> it makes sense. I guess he, I guess he fits as a, a, an 11 year old. 
Yeah. And a young 11 year old. Yeah. You know? He hasn't lost his baby fat. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the big thing from last week. I, you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, I, I'd say young 11 year old is, is very apt. It's, it's you know, because there's certainly some 11 year olds that, uh, would have been doing better in the in the puberty <laughs> arena as we yeah. had talked about last week. Get me singing again. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's he's even you know what later on here in just a few minutes you know when he's fifteen, and I mean even then he's got a lot of baby fat there too. <laughs> um, and then so then the next thing in the car with with uh, Anita, did either either of you think about the seatbelt? Oh. No, I mean, I mean, right there at second twenty six through thirty or whatever ish, you know. I mean, she's looking out the window back at the family in the house, and uh, she definitely does not have a seatbelt on. At no. this point. Oh, but that wouldn't that would not be yeah, weird right. for for the time yeah. period. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was five years old in the early eighties, my <laughs> grandparents especially would let me, you know, essentially sit on the. The, the old thing that would, the old uh, armrest thing that would flop down yeah. in the front <laughs> yeah. before before all the console stuff was in the way nowadays. Mm. Sit for on us, top of that without any kind of yeah. restraint. For us, it was the the big old uh, Oldsmobile, I think, uh, station mm. wagon, mm-hmm. where it had like the the flip right flip back <laughs> way back in the, in the way back. Yeah, it was like it was <laughs> flipped down or flipped around or something. Yeah. So you could sit in the back yeah i have a memory of my cousins and i driving home from a big family thing Mm -hmm. and one of us was spread across that seat because we always wanted to sit in the back and wave at people through the back yeah oh Uh, yeah one uh someone was lying across the seat sleeping because it was at night like we'd been out all day we're exhausted and i slept in like the well of that trunk and all i can think is like (laughs) i would have died if anything had happened Uh yeah that's the most unsafe thing I could imagine. Well, I mean, I rode in the back of pickup trucks. Like, I can't, I oh, can't, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. can't imagine how many times I rode in the well, back of my dad's <laughs> truck, you know. But even like, uh, just that's how we got from yeah. point, you know, place to place. It's like, well, the kids just jumped in the back. And it's like, yeah. if that, you know, if you get in a, in a car wreck and, and something like that, like those kids are going flying, you know. Just it's a, just a different time. Well, and I I really like this whole exchange because I first of all I love it's like she'll be back, maybe not right away. <laughs> Pause like, just, for laughter. You know, track? listeners, yeah. put that in your brain and you know come talk to me in a year or so. Uh, but then I do love that we get this look back. Like you can see that Anita does have some feel. You know, she's mm-hmm. so excited to be out of here, but there's still that little part of her that has to look back. Yeah. Well, are we ready for some records talk? Oh, I love his little gasp. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, before we go to the records, sure. have you have we talked about his room yet? His posters. Mm. I, I don't think so. He's got really. the world map yeah. right over his bed, and then to the right of that are is that the is that Buzz and Neil and uh, what's I would say so. Yeah, that yeah. would be. It's got to be right. Cause... Yeah, I noted the astronauts. Yeah. Well, now the thing is, though, this the '69 itself, and they haven't actually landed on the moon yet at this point in the year. I don't think. I mean, well, we're talking. 
Is but this then, Christmas this 68 be, or Christmas oh, 69? Man. Oh, that's a good point. Because if it's Christmas 69, then yes. This this could be like mid-December. You know, yeah. there in San Diego. <laughs> this weather is not <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, telling us uh, very much information <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on its uh, location. That just jumped out at me, but yeah, wow, yeah, okay, so yeah, so this could easily, this could easily be, yeah, that was August in '69 when they landed, so mm. quite, quite a good. Uh, that, that 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 poster has been freshly put up. <laughs> well, it, it's and especially because else, very small spoiler, we're going to see his room soon, and so I was <laughs> yeah, kind of right. like oh, yeah. looking at it to see what the changed. changes would be. <laughs> yes, very good point. Yeah, it seems like some kind of cartoony kind of thing way over on the left. That I can't make yeah. it out. It's too dark. I think it's it's some kind of very country folksy like Yeah. It's very uh, It's probably made with yarn. I think it's got like two kids, you know, probably yeah. a boy and a girl a tree and they're in there. Uh, you know. Yeah. Wait a minute, just to keep the Indiana Jones connection, is this a tapestry? Yeah. Uh, we have many tapestries. <laughs> and then I and I I can make out that to the right of the astronauts is a it looks like an actual painting, but a small one of a ship. So I, I think it's a schooner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're just plugging all the movies by minutes yeah. over here. <laughs> The thing when he we pulls this case out, um, it I like that it like literally takes his breath away, or he has this that that you know I don't know this exhale of or disbelief or it's just excitement. overcome by pet sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wondered like, can you remember having an ex- a first experience like this, like something that has stuck with you because it's like i wish i could say that oh the first time i heard the beatles or the first time i saw star wars you know but it's like those are just things that happened and i you know it wasn't like and now i am changed you know it's just one of those things Mm -hmm. that you know i i have pieces of memories of it all just kind of rolling together and it, it just over time happened you know i'm really glad you said star wars because that's mine Okay. Yeah. The, the end yeah. of it. For the me, end of A New Hope. When it cut to the credits, like I was having trouble breathing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like the one, I guess the closest thing that I have to uh, like an early childhood memory of something that now looking back, like definitely changed my life, would be uh, picking up my, my first comic book in a Osco drugstore. You know, in 1993, based on the the particular issue that it is, it's a uh, Batman or Detective Comics number 498. You know, it's like right after Bane broke his back, so it's uh-huh. um, yeah, Batman 498. Um, so it's like I can remember that was my first comic book, and that has you know made a, a big you know impact on my life. So. Like that's one thing that I can remember, but it's not, you know, it's not seeing a, a movie for the first time. It's not, you know, music, but that's one thing that I've got, I guess, from 
a like a first you know experience with something yeah yeah my early my earliest memory uh of some kind of entertainment and 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 really uh really enjoying it you know my parents certainly told me the story a little bit after and that's how it's kind of stayed in my head but um because i don't i don't know that i truly remember it anymore but but uh is uh is uh, a record playing i don't remember it actually being a record but i know it was because that's that was my, that's the record my dad had it's only beatles record my dad had uh sergeant pepper mm-hmm. you know and, and it was down in our fin- half half finished basement you know and just uh me dancing around a bit mm-hmm. to it and 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 I'm all, I'm almost also sure there was uh you know my dad was also kind of big into uh uh like photography and and films and I feel like he was also uh, kind of showing something to some family as well mm. besides There's having that record playing but showing like a slideshow old, of yeah, like vacation show or yeah. or even a super 8 film or something yeah. yeah god I remember <laughs> it's it is hotly denied by my mother, but she don't, won't listen to any podcast I'm on, so that's fine. Of um, well, guess what we had? We had <laughs> joining us live. We had several records that I was. I had my favorites, and I was a little kid. And one of my favorite records that I wanted to listen to over and over again, and so I would come toddling up, and one of them was the Beach Boys, and I was like Beachy, and I'd hand her the record, put on Beachy. But my other favorite. And so, therefore, one of my first words was Doobie for the best of the Doobie brothers. And uh, shockingly, Doobie did not make it into my baby book as one of my first words, even though it definitely was. <laughs> she was not a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I remember discovering... Like that, this sounds weird to say, but that rock was still being made because to me, there was oldies, you know, there was Led Zeppelin, there was Herman's Hermits, there was oldies. And then there was, that was classic rock. And then everyone in stupid middle school is listening to rap. And then I remember like the first time I heard Spiderwebs by No Doubt and being like, what are we doing listening to Mariah Carey? Like, they're still <laughs> making this stuff. Let's go listen to that instead. <laughs> nice. I think uh, Green Day's Dookie was the first cassette that I owned. And that might have been the first, like, music that in in my house that was mine. And someone, I think a cousin gave that to me, you know. So that was definitely one that I think was my first, you know, album or whatever you know whatever cassette well uh for these records do we want to you want to hear because there's a couple that are there's like the third one essentially that's kind of not really that i'm pretty sure is the third one that's really hard to tell it's a bit hard to tell so the the, the first one we already mentioned a little bit beach boys and pet sounds it's pet sounds can i just say it makes yeah. me really sad i not that i don't like pet sounds i mean the beach boys one of my favorite bands of all time pet sounds is not my favorite do you guys have feelings on that album i i haven't listened to much other beach boys besides pet sounds i mean i know they're hits essentially and I've, yeah. I've, i can't say i don't think i have have those really on you know on on any kind of 
collection anywhere of any media. But I do have pet sounds. Okay. I like a couple songs of it. I mean... My sister has, in a snit, told, called me Mike Love as a derogatory term, so I guess I am kind of one of those people that is like, but, like, yeah. you can't dance to it. <laughs> I, I don't, I think I'm just right there with, with Eric. Like, I, greatest hits, again, is probably, you know, I would probably know their greatest hits, but I couldn't tell you, you know, what's on this album specifically, so, <laughs> although I can kind of, I think I could probably read yeah, a good right. track list here. <laughs> You're Just, feeling determined. Wouldn't it be nice? Okay, I do know that yeah. one. You still believe in me? Uh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder. I'm waiting for the day. Let's yeah. go away for a while. God only knows. God only knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I know there's um, an answer. An answer, okay. Mm-hmm. Here today, yep. Maybe um, I just want to. I just wasn't. I just made wasn't okay for these times. Mm-hmm. And then okay. pet sounds. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, I definitely know that one. Well, and there's the two above that. I don't know that you said the Sloop John B and Carolina. Oh, it's different colors, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't for some know. reason, yeah, they're white. Yeah. Um, th- those could have been maybe they were singles. Yeah. <laughs> Or single together, even possibly. Um, but yeah, and I, I've even listened to there. There's some uh, there's some great alternate tracks I like a fair amount that are that are uh, you know some some I mean just totally the the same tune the same all the same accompanying music but uh, a different different uh, song title and and lyrics for even for a couple of the songs on it that I like a lot. Um, to listen to sometimes every now and then, but um, but so I was saying, uh, so the, but the next record's "Sweet Baby James" by James Taylor, uh, and another. then the one that's so then the one that, though. Let me tell you real quick: the Rolling Stones' yeah. big hits "High Tide" and "Green Grass" is the one that's really hard to tell. And okay, I think that's the Rolling Stones. I, I kind of could tell. I I kind of like recognize. I I like, oh, I know what that album. I I know I've seen that album before. From the very far away Wait. shot of it. But oh, okay, okay. And then, so we've got two Rolling Stones in a row? Okay. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Okay. The James Taylor okay. one is it's as true. he's flipping it. Yes. Okay. Right. And yes. then then you're saying then there's a Rolling Stones. Yeah, a, a, compila- a, big, a hits compilation. Okay. And then there's the get your yayas out. Yeah, <laughs> which, Eric, you might have looked this up. Okay. Um, this is breaking the timeline because that doesn't come out until no- September of 1970. Oh. So, well, did... okay. So, so let me tell you though the reason why. Yeah. I, 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 I did. I did. I, I was aware that that might have been that was the case. I wasn't sure which yeah. records, but the reason why is because these are Cameron Crowe's records right. that he yeah. mm-hmm. he Makes just sense. like like. That were, were 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 I guess I think passed on to him at at, at a certain point. So yeah. the point, unfortunately, was not quite the right point that they had this being set at. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I figured that was the right reason because I, I did read that it was that these were his albums. So it makes sense. Yeah, and no these albums gonna... are these these cover the whole cover the holders the sleeves 
actually, mm-hmm. is what they're called. Now I'm thinking right. Um, they're, they're a lot more dinged up than they really should be oh, sure. <laughs> for just being Brand in new. her possession yeah. for yeah. maybe a few months or even yeah. a couple of years at the most for maybe the oldest one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They've been, even though he probably kept them in pretty good condition over yeah. 30-ish years. <laughs> yeah, they're looking a lot better than my collection. Yeah, right. Even in 2005. Oh, yeah, I, and the same thing. I don't dislike the Rolling Stones. I like a lot of the Rolling Stones, but it doesn't hold a place in my heart the way Mm. the next one does. They have several songs that I really like, but yeah, I'm not um, a big stone. I mean, I I would consider myself a fan of some of their music, but I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, their whole catalog, nah. And uh, then we had uh, Led Zeppelin 2. Yeah. Which was the first one I owned as well of Led Zeppelin's. yep. You know, and the first one that's really hit me the biggest, you know, out, out of this group, it's it's hit me the biggest. And then the next one as well, uh, Jimi Hendrix's. Well, even oh, yeah. before you flip to that, I just re-listened to Led Zeppelin 2 recently, mm-hmm. and it as an album really holds up. Like, <laughs> tell your listeners to go listen to Led Zeppelin 2 again, because it's probably been a while since they listened to an album, because we live in the stupidest timeline where everything is <laughs> yeah. just songs on shuffle. Yeah. I really like uh, uh, Houses of the Holy and uh, Led Zeppelin 1, I think, are my preferred albums. Um, 4 is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Led Zeppelin, that's a, that's a good band. I need to, <laughs> like, going through these minutes, it was kind of like, I need, to re- I need to go back to some of this music, so. Yeah, and it's funny. I remember, because my parents didn't have any Hendrix records, I don't think. And I remember the first time I went to my uncle's and saw, I think it might've been this cover, like just propped up in like a window pass through. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Is it this one or was it? Sorry. (laughs) Feel free to edit around me. (laughs) So the, the uh, difference, a difference here between uh, this theatrical theatrical cut and the untitled uh, version um, is two other records shown. Mm. I'm pretty sure, if if not exactly here at this point, it could very easily be in, in the next you know very very few seconds of of the next minute. Um, but we'll, we'll, let's cover them here. We also have uh, Neil Young's "I'm Happy That Y'all Came Down." And I, I looked, I, I tried to figure this out. It's almost, it's, it's almost like it's kind of like a half bootleg ish. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he like, it's yeah. like he was okay with, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, you know, it's alive. It's, it says, um, uh, further after this, uh, central, you know, uh, title of the album that's at the top of the, of the cover, it then mm-hmm. says along this, along the, uh, kind of off to the side of, of the cover on the left side, it says, just going going all the way down this whole side um and uh Neil Young live at the Los Angeles um uh, music center yeah Los Angeles music center uh Dorothy Chandler and then I can't even see pavilion, pavilion. On, the, on the screenshot oh okay um i yeah. i found it on discography yeah. it's it's uh right. Dorothy Chandler pavilion february 1 1970 mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. No wonder they so wanted that another, blurry. <laughs> another one of those 
things that yeah they they included but are included in the in the untitled version in this case. Um, and then the other album that they show is uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash debut album titled Crosby, Stills and Nash. Sorry, I'm just like getting excited knowing uh-huh. what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only, the only other thing I would have to add is for for the Hendrix album, and that's that's it's got my two favorite Hendrix songs, which I think we we maybe talked about a little bit before with Watchmen and. Oh, yeah. um, but it was um, Castle Made of Sand. Mm. I don't remember talking about that. Favorite. Little Wing is the very, for me, this okay. closest. They're both on there. Uh, so anything else about any more of these records that we've gone over? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a huge James Taylor fan. I happen to have one hand-me-down CD from <laughs> that my dad had from the 80s. That's in my collection now, essentially, but... When your when your dad plays acoustic guitar in the mid '80s, he hear a lot of James yeah. Taylor. So, <laughs> yeah. I've got multiple albums on my uh, music if you ever want to check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me with Rolling Stones, I mean, I've listened to a couple of their albums. I don't have any besides their uh, the Forty Licks or whatever it's called, you know, two two disc yeah. CD that you know gives me what I need, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need much more than that. Except I did borrow from the library way back, like in the '90s, um, uh, this one thing, and I and it's actually might be coming back in into the theater soon. I hope I'm gonna have to double check on that again. I haven't looked for a little couple weeks at least, but um, uh, their uh, rock and roll circus. Are you, either of you familiar with that no. by the Rolling Stones? Mm-hmm. So I mean, on it, that, but... yeah. So so it was actually a, a TV program, and I'm pretty sure BBC in Britain. And it essentially, the the biggest thing for me is essentially it had, you know, while the Beatles were going on before they had broken up, but kind of in kind of when they were having some pretty big issues in '68. Um, it, it was right around that time period, '68, early '69, maybe when it was uh, a TV program that was recorded, but then album has been put out uh, since then. That, that's for sure. By the by, the '90s, I think, is when it finally came out in album form, but. So it's not, it's only one of the Beatles, John Lennon, in essentially a super group called the Dirty Mac. It's just this one time. And of course, Yoko is part of it, but also Eric Clapton and Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wait. And maybe Keith Moon, someone on drums. Who would have been on drums? <laughs> I'm pretty I sure it's Keith Moon the because the Who was involved with this as well. And the Who's best. You know, song in my opinion, it's their it's their mini opera before they did Tommy. It's um a quick one while he's away. They perform uh-huh. that live, and you've probably heard that. And that's I'm pretty sure that's that that live version is what's used in um uh Rushmore. So, any other final thoughts on the records? Gave my um, last little bits. I'm good on this one. I think I can think of. Yeah. And we'll get some more in the next minute. Few more albums, I believe. Yes. Um, so to wrap up here, um, and we'll get uh, some plugs from Tierney too. But uh, you know, again, because we had some last week. Uh, but uh, Travis, what would you like to plug? Well, um, definitely want to plug Watchmen Minute, where I probably don't need to plug since you. I'm assuming plug it. You know. <laughs> At the top of every episode, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely encourage people to 
you know, go back and listen to the now completed uh, journey through the director's cut of Watchmen. Um, but you can also find me on my my other podcast, my first podcast, uh, which is Real Comic Heroes. With uh, it's real with two E's, and over there we go through a big list of comic book movies, and we go chronologically just to kind of experience the the genre and and all that, like uh, through the ages. So you can easily find that everywhere. Find podcasts are sold uh, by just searching real comic heroes. You can you find us on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else quite easily. And you can find me on Twitter at that Travis bow. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, like I was saying, uh, Tierney, is there a little, little plugging you want to do? Yeah. I'll just uh, quickly say, so I mentioned at the top, I'm doing a movie spy minutes about mash. Uh, the, 1970 Robert Altman film, not the 11 seasons of TV, which we do talk about quite a bit, but we're not doing a sitcom minute by minute because we're not completely sadistic. And then if you go to onesteelsister.com, O-N-E-S-T-E-L-E-S-A-S-T-E-R, you can find links to the movies by minute shows I've done. And if I've gotten my act together on editing my guest spots that I've done, including this one. Very cool. Thank you both. Um, so this has been Minute 11 here on Wednesday. And we'll be back for uh, on Friday with Minute 12. Till then. It's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. <laughs> I am a golden god! Hi, I'm Shelley Sorensen, the rock and roll librarian. And I'm Christian Swain, the rock and roll archaeologist. I love books, especially books about rock and roll musicians. Oh, yes, you do, Shelley. I'm living vicariously because I've always wanted to be one myself. Uh, well, doesn't everybody? Hmm, I don't know, but those who don't are certainly intrigued by musicians' lives and how they followed their dreams. Well, then they should listen to our show, huh? Yes. On this podcast, we discuss one of the books I have read. But I purposely don't to keep it interesting and fresh for everyone. Our conversations are peppered with snippets of songs from the artist's repertoire, as well as music that has inspired and influenced each of them. The Rock and Roll Librarian Show is a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Look for us wherever you find great podcasts. Just a matchstick man and you